Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. We're going to get into plenty of Aaron Rodgers today, everyone. If you've missed the first half of the show, there's plenty of Aaron Rodgers talk. There's going to be plenty more. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, Max is presented. See, look, I messed up my own name. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Mac. And Mac. Uh, is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. So we're going to get back to, to Rodgers, but Odell Beckham Jr. is not practicing with the Browns, and the Browns are discussing his future with Odell's agent. Odell was excused from practice Wednesday for a non-injury-related personal matter, according to the Browns. Yeah, personal matter is personally. He and Baker don't seem to get along. Here's Kevin Stefanski, head coach of the Browns, on the latest. Odell will not be out there. He's been excused. Uh, Andrew Barry and his representatives are, are continuing to talk. Uh, so for de- today, Odell will not be out there. Yeah, I think they're discussing a lot of things. Uh, and, and the truth is, guys, I don't have a ton of details for you. Um, I'm happy to answer as much as, as I can. But I think some things we'll, we'll know more as, as, the, you know, as we go. What kind of distract- he asked to be released? Yeah, again, that's something that I think his reps and Andrew w- would talk through. What kind of distraction is this for you, Kevin, with those videos and every, all the, just all this talk? Yeah, I think, Jeff, we work really hard uh, in this building to, to concern ourselves with things that, that are going on in this building and concern ourselves with the Cincinnati Bengals, and, and that's really where we get laser-focused on the task at hand. Are you preparing to play Sunday without Odell at this point? I'm really just worried about today, Jake. He's excused today. Hey, you guys are going to have to forgive me for a second, but as a Giants fan, and you know New York is listening, I, I have to ask New York a question. 888-SAY-ESPN, 729-3776, Dr. Pepper call in line. You feel like the Giants, in retrospect, won the Odell trade? Do Giants fans feel that way? I'm not saying I feel that way. I'm not saying I'm not. I will reveal my no, answer you, later. No, you feel that way uh, because uh, no, I, I don't. can tell when Odell Beckham's name come up, your ears just go, Dang! Yeah. Cause, That's because he was amazing. But I, I'm not saying I do or I don't. I'm asking Giants fans, do you feel that, the, that Gettleman, the much maligned Dave Gettleman, that guy Kellerman on the radio is killing him every day, but did he win the Odell trade? Okay, that's the question. Listen to, listen to Baker Mayfield talk about his feelings about Odell's dad posting that 11-minute video of all the times Odell was open and Baker didn't hit him with the ball. Hurt? No. Surprised? Yes. Yeah, I, I think there's, there's different things that um, you know, play a factor into it. I've had conversations with his dad before, man-to-man, face-to-face. I was pretty surprised by the video and you know, the, the intentions and the feelings behind it. I'd be lying if I said otherwise, but hurt? No, I'm good. I'll be all right. I'm good. I'll be all right. Man to man, face to face. So you're trying to say he didn't approach you man to man. He just put it on social media. Okay, well, I mean, that's the way you feel. You feel the way you feel. I I look at it and say, you know what? They can't work together because when receivers have issues with quarterbacks, it's a real problem. Typically, you have a problem with the offensive coordinator or you have a problem with the head coach. Remember earlier this year, what's the Giants receiver? Uh, the big money guy that they brought in. Uh, Kenny Galladay. Galladay. Kenny Galladay was yelling and screaming on the sideline. And I said, well, he ain't talking to Daniel Jones. He's referencing the offensive coordinator. Yeah, and you were right. Because receiver, that's just not what we do. That's our buddy. That's our baby. 
We roll together. Never bite the hand that feeds you. Well, and they can't, and vice versa. Yeah. Because quarterbacks and receivers go hand in hand. I'm good, you good. You good, I'm good. But if it starts to part, then none of us is good. And clearly Odell Beckham has a problem with the way Baker Mayfield approaches things and handles things. And this is kind of what has gotten him in this situation where he's going to be moving on to another team. I understand they're not, their chemistry isn't exactly Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, right? But that's partly because exactly. Odell is a baller like Jamar Chase. Joe Burrow's a baller. But what Odell's father seems to be indicating through video is Baker's not a baller, Jay. What do you think about the way he answered the questions, though? The way Baker well, I, answered. I only heard one soundbite. So I, I got no problem with the way he answered that particular soundbite. Now, I heard there were some more answers that, you know, we can get into later, obviously, if we can hear it. But with the way he addressed that one, I mean, what is he supposed to say? Just no comment? I mean, Baker's always worn his emotions on his sleeve. I think that's why the city of Cleveland loves him. Now, I guess the question is, if you're Cleveland, who do you want more? Do you want OBJ or would you rather have Baker Mayfield? I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think Cleveland loves him. I think they, I think they loved him last year. I don't think they love him right now. Um, if there was something better available this year, they'd take that something. Last season, that's a different conversation. This year, they like, Find me a guy that can get us to where we need to. In terms of the two. I I disagree with you on that. I mean, if you watch that last game when he was hurt, I forget who they were playing against. Um, What was the last game they had? I'm drawing a blank on it. Anyway, there was a late hit, right? Obviously, he has that shoulder. He got knocked out of bounds. A late hit. And he literally came out of that thing and fist pumped, and that stadium roared. It roared. There was a blue-collar mentality for Baker that I think people in Cleveland appreciate. Now, I'm not saying there aren't OBJ fans, but I think people are saying, well, Baker was better without OBJ last year, and OBJ is talented, but our team, when we're healthy, we're better without him. So I, we asked, you know, did the Giants, in fact, win that Odell trade in retrospect? And Eric in Virginia has something to say about that. Good morning, Eric. Hey, good morning, Max. What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? What's happening Hey, appreciate you guys taking my call. I think, uh, to be honest with you, I think the Giants lost on that one, man. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of OBJ when he was pulling out of his pulling out all these antics and the sideline issues and different things like that. But I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? This guy is still balling. Uh, he just came back from an injury, and he's and and he still he can still be effective in the offense. And the guy's got talent, man. So I think. Uh, Giants lost on that one. Um, who knows if uh, he might reunite back with the Giants? There, there was word out that Mara is still in, uh, has contact with them, a relationship with them. Never really wanted him to go. So, you know, the Giants are in a whirlwind right now. They're spinning downward, and uh, Gettleman might not be there next year. And who knows if OBJ will be back with the Giants in, Whoa, sometime in the future? Thank so. you, Eric. Thank you for that. That's an interesting. Wow. Thought I'll say this about Odell. New York loved Odell, but it killed me when they traded him. But and by the way, they got the the, the uh, offensive lineman Zeitler, who then ju- who they, who they then let walk anyway, right? Like so. But one thing about Odell, I gotta say, from a Giants fan's perspective, when they went on the boat ride in Miami and everything, I'm all right, whatever. But here's the one thing, and I said it on the air at the time that Odell couldn't do at that point, heading into a playoff game. 
you couldn't lose that game, and it definitely couldn't be because you don't catch passes. And there were a couple of drops by Odell in that game. Ball came to him, playoff game on the line. They were in the game, and he choked in that game. There's no, I love Odell, but there's no other I way love, to say it. I love New York people. Man. That's how it went. I you just can't, love you y'all can't go to Miami I, and take half the team and then come back and drop passes in the playoffs. I, I can't lo- do it. I, I love y'all, though. Because him going to Miami had nothing to do with him dropping yep. passes maybe in not. the game. Maybe not. Hey, 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 Key, maybe not. I said that at the time, too. Because it gives ammunition to people. I'm not saying you didn't say it at the time. I said that this is what was going to happen if he didn't play a good game, yeah. having played in New York. Yeah. But it's ridiculous. Oh, okay, but it's but that's ridiculous. how. But, but, but them's the rules, right? Like you know what people are going to say. Absolutely. And, and here's what I would say: I think, in terms, if you're looking at OBJ's time in Cleveland versus his time in New York, the New York Giants won the sweepstakes. They got the deal done. Only because of the injuries and the ineffectiveness that he put together in Cleveland. That's the only reason why. Had he stayed in the Giants organization, he probably could have continued to have some yeah. success. Mm-hmm. But because of the injuries and lack their success, lack there of success in Cleveland because of the injuries. Yeah, and by the way, it just feels good when the guy you draft balls out for your team. People like it. It feels like you're a guy. Jay, you mentioned something else that Baker said that bothered you. Here's Baker asked about the perception that he's throwing, uh, that he's avoiding throwing to Odell. Tell me if this is the answer you're referring to. Deliberately not throwing the ball to uh, an extremely talented player that I've uh, done a lot of work with is um, it's an opinionated statement. I'll say that. Uh, see, I don't love that answer. Well, it is an opinionated statement, Baker, it's, but you don't answer the question. But also, I mean, your completion rate to uh, to OBJ is 50%. It's the lowest out of any te- anybody on the Browns team as a receiver. Your passer rating is 72%. Like, it, it's not great. Like, it's not opinionated. The stacks actually prove the fact that you don't have great chemistry. So if you don't have great chemistry with somebody, like it's like me not saying, let me give you a basketball example. When I know a dude can shoot and he shoots lights out in practice, but he doesn't get me those shots in games – I can tell you right now, when I'm on when I'm on the court, I'm looking at you might be open, but I might take somebody else's shot over yours who isn't open because I know he's gonna come through for me more. Mm. I like I and when that seeps into your brain, how does that not how do you not overly think that and overly analyze that? You can't just be natural because you're too busy focusing on what could be there that isn't there. Yeah, and the fact that what Key said also from earlier, usually the quarterback has an issue with the offensive coordinator, with the with the, receiver. with the head coach. Sorry, sorry, I meant the receiver. I meant the receiver. With the head coach, the quarterback here, or the receiver here, has a problem with the quarterback, and that tells me it is personal. That's well, what that tells no, it's, me. It's not even necessarily personal. It's your trash. Okay, you're fine. Hurting. Or it's, 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 a, it's a professional <laughs> yes, opinion of yes, your ability. Yes, your trash, and they got me out here playing with a dump truck, and I can't do what I need to do as a player, to help our team win. You know what has to happen? Odell's got to go to a team with a great quarterback because that'll be the experiment. Like Stafford, can you win in the playoffs? You're on a good team now, right? That'll be the great experiment. Odell, here's some great quarterback somewhere. Ball out. And then we find out the answer. Has it been Odell that's been the problem or the, or the, or the end of Eli Manning and a bad offensive line and then later Baker was Even not the good Even the end enough? of Eli Manning, they were trying to get – when they got him – okay, 
Here's the problem, man. I'm going to just let y'all know from a receiver's standpoint. It's not that I'm dropping balls and I'm not getting open. You're not throwing the ball to me. You're not utilizing me to even give me a chance to screw it up. Yeah. I was going to say, Keith, so no how, rhythm how, much of, how much of this ownership is on Andrew Barry, the team, the coach, and the system that they play? Because that's what RG3 said yesterday. He's like, it's not so much Baker. He feels he thinks it's more the system. How much onus do you put that on Kevin Stefanski? Well, a lot of it is the system, and it's Kevin Stefanski. He's got he's to gotta put an emphasis on making sure when OBJ was there – that he's getting him the football. So that becomes a system situation. But at the same time, Baker Mayfield is the one underneath the center. He can he can veto the system mm. at any given moment that he chooses to and decide to throw the football to OBJ when he's open. It's he, not it's not that damn hard, Jay. Yeah, I hear you. I got number 22 to my left. I'm going to give him the ball in a full court uh, 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 fast, fast break. break. I'm giving 22 the ball. And he's going to do what he needs to do. I'm not going to take it to the cup myself. Mm. Duh. Yeah. It's not that damn hard. Say ESPN 888-729-3776. Did the Giants, in retrospect, win the Odell Beckham Jr. trade, Gary, in Connecticut? I was having a great day, Max. And see, you brought up the guys with the shirt off on the boat before a playoff game. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the Giants got that butt. Don't laugh. The Giants took a body blow at the Hail Mary before that end of the half, and they have never gotten up. Since then, <laughs> this team has point. won probably 10 games in five years, and I am glad they got rid of Odell because Odell was nothing but a distraction. Oh, the, the stop. media loved him, the fans loved him. Oh, he's, 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 on the, he's proposing to the net in the offseason. He's got a little allegedly out of play with pizza. He was a distraction. And what was he going to do mentoring Saquon Barkley and now I like Daniel Jones? He, he had to go. Saquon, Saquon had uh, – I hear – Saquon making, you're making balled some out points. the one year Saquon he was with him. Saquon had an amazing year the year that Yeah, man, what you talking about, Gary? Come on now. You just you – don't don't start. Don't get me fired up. But but the way it works in New York, especially in New I York – I don't give a damn. No, 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 no. I'm going back to the playoff game. People in New York are watching in the playoffs in every sport – what do you do in the playoffs? And we remember in New York. Oh, yeah, you if think, you drop you, you, balls you do, in the playoffs. You do your thing in the playoffs. You got it. In New York, you better <laughs> perform in the postseason. Yeah. How'd you do out. in the postseason, Key? They're pretty good. They're pretty good. Let me tell solid. You, let me tell you something. That's led us to the AFC championship and, game. That's what people remember. That's people, what people remember want. especially. See, the both and Key's right. It's not causal, right? No, but they not. know, okay. Okay, you want to do your thing? We don't care. David Wells can go get drunk the night before a World Series. Yeah, he, goes, he goes out and out. balls and, out. And balls yeah. out. You, you're all I good in New no, York. I get it. It's just ridiculous. But I get it. Yeah. That's the same for any – he could have been in Minnesota. It's the same thing. If yeah. you fly to Miami from Minnesota and you go and lay an egg, people are going to point to that and say that's contributed to it, whether it did or not. I think, though, in terms of for this conversation, the Giants won – the OBJ trade as of right now, just because he didn't perform at a level. Now, that's not Jay to say that Dave Gettleman saw the end of oh, OBJ <laughs> and so he sent him off to die in Cleveland and ruin his career. It's not like that. He just happened to be in a bad situation in Cleveland. And yet what happened? Thomas in Delaware, who won the OBJ trade? Well, I just want to start off by saying that 
I want, I'd like to say that the Giants won the trade, but however, the Giants really haven't won much in a long time. That's, a, yes. that's the winning point, really. Yeah. Anyway, um, I do, I do believe that the Giants won the trade. Um, my only reason for that is that yes, OBJ has always been a baller. Um, however, he's getting old. Injuries are starting to sideline him too much, and I don't really think that it's that OBJ and Baker don't have a chemistry. I think it's that he's constantly injured, and once he does come back, he's constantly dropping the ball. So I feel as though Baker just doesn't trust in his ability to catch the ball, so he goes elsewhere, and that, that's, that's the bottom line. I think both those things can be accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, what's what? The, what do you say, Jay? Both things can be true at the same time. I mean, look, the, the confidence level, because there have been some drops, but there have also been some really bad misses. Some really, I mean, there, there's one miss where he's wide open, and I see Key watch it every single day. He just, ah, claps his hands because it's horrible. He's some bad misses on him now. Yeah. No, yep. it's, some bad, it's some bad misses. He's open a, a, a handful of times. I was at the game against the Chargers. I was there. I watched it up close in person. I saw it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not a good option right there. But Baker decides what to do with the football. Like I said, you asked me about Kevin Stefanski's system. Yeah, the system is what it is, but I don't have to – follow every damn thing within the system mm-hmm. if I'm the quarterback. I know that I got 13. He's going to come open. I'd rather throw to him. We're, we're going to get much more into Aaron Rodgers uh, in this show. We did it earlier. We're going to do it later. Phone but we're, lines we're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Did the Giants, in retrospect, win that trade? And I just want to tell the fans one thing who are listening. When you hear people all over the media talking about there's no chemistry between Odell and Baker – and you're like, no, I think it's not a chemistry issue. Just why do you think everyone's messaging the same thing? People talk to people. You just keep that in mind. You have to read between the lines when you hear there's no chemistry. The, the people are sending you a message that, hey, we know some stuff that may be on background, that maybe we can't quote people on, that we can't come out and say. But you have to – as and by the way, the knowledgeable sports fans, the ones who listen to sports radio their whole lives listening to me right now, they know what I mean. Roland in Texas, who won the trade? As far as who won the trade, what's up, guys? Before I get into it, just want to say thank you guys up, for bro? being up in the morning with everybody. Um, and as far as who won the trade, I think it's, it's uneven right now. I, I think the Giants probably, in retrospect, they they won the trade because they they weren't getting along with OBJ and they kind of you know moved on down the road. But I really have a question for you guys because I think there might be a little bit of a disconnect in the way that we're still talking about OBJ. And I just want to ask, where do you guys view OBJ in the pantheon of wide receivers today? Do you still view him as a top 10 receiver? Because the situation, albeit maybe the contracts are a little bit different, reminds me of Antonio Brown pulling his stunt, both the Raiders trying to get out of there uh, at all costs. But Antonio Brown is coming off of 15 touchdowns and 1,300 receiving yards. I know the situations are a little bit different with the quarterback, but if in the right situation, do you guys think OBJ is a top 10 receiver? Because I think that's the real question. Well, I think the situation has to be as such, can he stay healthy? If he stays healthy, then, yeah, he'll be a top 10 wide receiver in the National Football League. He still can take the top off of it. He's still explosive. The only thing he needs to do is be with a system and a quarterback that will utilize his talents and allow him to touch the football. If he's not doing those sort of things, then he's no good to you. That will not keep him in the top 10 receiving core. If he is hurt, won't do it either. And that's the biggest problem that you have. 
Keyshawn, J. Will and Max brought to you by DraftKings. Sign up with DraftKings, the official daily, daily fantasy partner of the NFL, and use code KJM to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs this week with your first deposit. By the way, I, I, you know how you know you're spending too much time with your family? When your DraftKings lineup stop winning as much. I have to get my priorities straight. <laughs> Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Nothing feels better than when you win your DraftKings team, especially when you play against your so-called friends. Thursday night football. Colts, Jets in prime time. And a prime opportunity for the Colts to get back in the division race. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100, 100 times, times your money. money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, Prize Picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com morning and use code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com morning code morning for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy for the ones who get it done granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call click granger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done Keyshawn, j will and max the podcast Fifteen seconds to go in the game. Sixes by two. Curry off balance. Hangs. Fires. Puts it up. And in. Seth Curry scores the ball. It's a four-point game with 10.7 to go. Chicago calls timeout. Seth Curry's 12-footer with 10 seconds left gave the Sixers a four-point lead. Philadelphia went on to a 103-98 win over the Bulls Wednesday night. Embiid had 18, 9, and 7. And a game-sealing block on DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan tied a season high with 37 points as the Bulls nearly came back from double-digit deficit in the second half for the second straight game. Meantime, Jalen Brown had 28 to carry the Celtics to a 92-79 win over the Magic in Orlando. The win follows a players-only meeting in the wake of Boston's fourth-quarter meltdown Monday against the Bulls, sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. Celtics guard Marcus Smart said during his post-game media session Monday after that loss that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum need to pass the ball more. And this just in. Have you heard about that show, Key? The Buffalo Sabres have traded star forward Jack Eichel to the Vegas Golden Knights. Sources confirmed to ESPN Thursday. The 24-year-old Eichel has a herniated disc in his neck, and there is urgency to have it addressed as soon as possible. He had been hopeful that the Sabres would trade him to a team that would allow him to get a disc replacement surgery. The Sabres preferred that Eichel receive a fusion surgery as a disc replacement has never been performed on an NHL player. Under NHL collective bargaining agreement rules, teams have the final say on how to treat injuries. 
He was selected by the Sabres with the number two pick of the 2015 draft. In 17, he agreed to an eight-year, $80 million deal, making him the highest-paid player in franchise history. I'll be talking about these stories and more on This Just In, today at 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. That's my new show, This Just In, Keith. 2 p.m. Eastern, ESPN. Excellent show. Have I mentioned that? Sports Center is brought to you by Indeed. Feeling overwhelmed because you need to hire for open roles? You need Indeed, the smart hiring platform that, invo- that delivers four times more hires than all other sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Post a job and hire ASAP. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. He is a good quarterback, but he does stupid things. Mm. Joe Douglas, the the head of the organization, doesn't know what the hell he's doing. You don't go bring a coach in in the middle of the season, start to try to help a quarterback out that you drafted who started training camp in August, in late July. Hey. Yeah, the underdog's on top. I don't know if we should be playing this for the. We're given the topic of conversation we're about to get into, Keyshawn J. Willemax. I guess for let him have the win over the Bengals. The Jets play the Colts on Thursday night football. Uh, Mike White, who Jets fans, if, if you're from New York, you know, Jets fans, their emotions, it's like a yo-yo. You know, anything. Something bad happens, the sky is falling. Something good happens. We're going to win the well, Super Bowl. New York fans in general. But Jets, Mets Jets and Mets fans especially have that mentality. No, I think I think all the, too, yeah. I think, I think not all, Yankees Giants as much. But I think yeah. all New York just in general is like that. It's emotional. Just everything is just like it's gonna. It's intense. Oh my god! Yeah. Ah, I'm like there, there's intensity, but Jets fans in particular, something good. Oh, it's, it's so excited. Something bad. Oh, it's dooming gloom. It's a Giants too. Mike, no, not the same. Oh, Mike god. White will start for the Jets. Key. All right, here's Robert Sala, the Jets head coach, earlier this week on the Michael K Show on ESPN 98.7 in New York when asked why he said anything is possible when it comes to his quarterback situation. If the guy's out there performing at a ridiculously high level, how, how do you not entertain anything? Right. And so that's why I said anything is possible. You've got to let the day play out. What happened one, uh, Sunday was awesome, but the focus is today and, and trying to get ready for a quick turnaround on Thursday, and let's just go play that game. Rather than play all these different hypotheticals, let's just play the moment And um, because it, anything can happen. And it's, uh, and it's not to open up Pandora's box. It's not to do anything like that. It's just, God, I can't, I'm not going to make a promise that I can't keep. You, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what he's saying. See, what, let me tell you something. When Keyshawn Johnson can't understand talk, it's not even foot. It sounds like football talk, but it, it's not, not actually football talk. He can decode everything. He can decode anything in football. And well, so that's not football talk. Life, that's what that tells me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, what, what was he saying? I, it's gibberish, right? Yeah. I, 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 can we I, hear it again? Yeah, can we I hear really it again? I didn't understand what he was Let's saying. Let's hear it again. If the guy's out there performing at a ridiculously high level, how how do you not entertain anything? Come on, Mike. And White so that's story. why I said anything is possible. You got to let the day play out. What happened on uh, Sunday was awesome, but the focus is today and and trying to get ready for a quick turnaround on Thursday. And let's just go play that game rather than play all these different hypotheticals. Let's just play the moment, and um, because it, anything can happen, and it's uh, and it's not to open up Pandora's box. It's not to do anything like that. It's just, God, I can't. I'm not gonna make a promise that I can't keep. So why is Matt LaFleur upstairs and not back on the sideline? Mike LaFleur, yeah. I said Mike, right? Or Matt? You said Matt. But Matt. Matt LaFleur's in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. same thing, man. Yeah. I, one brother's more uh, famous than the other. But Mike LaFleur's upstairs instead of down on the sideline 
if you can't make any promises and just go play the game because what happened yesterday is not going to happen tomorrow. So why did you bring in John Beck if and do all of this if you just concentrating on today and not what happened yesterday? Right. The, the big message seems to be that Sal is saying is, am I going to start Mike White? Well, look, he Who played great. Start? He played great, but we have to concentrate Same on what's coming up. Year, even when Zach Wilson yeah, comes back. I, I'm not going to say never because then I put myself in a bad situation. Still right answer. But blah, 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 blah. But, Key, I agree with you that clearly things are being done that contradict See. that sentiment by the yes. team, right? Yes, absolutely, 100%. And if, I am, and if I am Zach Wilson and if I'm the New York Jets training staff, Zach Wilson is going to sit on the sidelines for the rest of the season as long as Mike White is doing okay. Because now I got two things. I got experience as my backup, and I already got experience as my starter who's banged up, who needs to look from the sidelines, something he probably should have done in the first place. You went out and got – everything is just backwards to me. It, it Because you went out and you traded for Joe Flacco in the middle of the season, basically, to bring him back – Instead of having a veteran quarterback at the beginning of the season, you started a rookie, but then you go out and get a quarterback coach simultaneously at the same time as you traded for Joe Flacco, who's a veteran quarterback, but then Mike White becomes the starter, not the veteran quarterback. It's just, it is run, well, in my opinion, as a football guy who's been around as a player and a non player, disorganized. It just, it is. It just. Here's one of the things I get frustrated about as a player and as a fan of certain teams and the game of football and basketball and all sports. You know, when, when your franchise is in the trenches, when you're in a dumpster, like you never start to get recognition until you start coming out of it, Max and Key. Like that's the reality of it. Like we can sit down and talk about John Beck. We can talk about Mike White being a starter, even though he just had a great game, threw for over 350 yards, like answering – you know, decoding everything that Robert Sala has to say, talking about every move that they make. We can always make it look a certain way. But until they start winning, nobody's going to actually put respect on the Jets' names. That's right. And something that, – that's right. Something that Key, you said – I'm trying to remember what it was, but it, it, jogged, it jogged the following kind of metaphor in my mind, okay? <laughs> when you t- – oh, it's plan- It's basically when you're saying they're disorganized, they don't seem to have a plan that they'll stick to. And here's why that's important. If you, if you ever study chess, the game of chess, right, you, yes, can see, you can see two different players both make the same move. Like it's a plausible you're move. You go, okay, move. that's yeah, good, that's yeah. strong, whatever. But the difference is one player is just doing it because it seems to, res- to, to, to correspond to what's on the board. It seems to answer some question on the board, whatever. The other player does that, but it's also in service of an overall strategy. So he's not just answering what his opponent does. Oh, he's also saying this also stays with the strategy well, where I'm but, trying to well, put Matt, pressure on this file. Some of the best chess players whatever. in the world can adjust their strategies Of course, you always have fly. to adjust. Wait. So you, it's fluid. It's opening strategy. It still gets adjusted, you though. You always have to adjust, but the difference – you come up with a plan. You may have to adjust the plan, but there is a plan. And the moves you try to make are in service of that plan. Not just, not just responding to, he did that, I do this, he does this, I do this. You can do all that, but in service of a strategy. The Jets don't seem to have a grand strategy. What's the grand strategy? I, I don't know. Because, again, I'll go back to the beginning of training camp when everything was good. He signed his contract. There was no veteran presence in that room. And what I mean by veteran presence, I'm talking about quarterback coach. I'm talking about quarterback. That's important for a young quarterback in Zach Wilson. 
But now all of a sudden you go out and you trade for Joe Flacco when Zach Wilson gets hurt, which was mind-boggling to me. And then you hire John Beck as a as an assistant coach to communicate with the quarterbacks and Zach Wilson. And you're now moving Mike LaFleur up in the box because he had a great game call against the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm like, I'm just See, like, that's what, Jay, this is what I mean. Like what he is describing everywhere. to me is some new circumstance pops up, so you address it like yeah. this. Then another, you address it like that. Each move may be plausible, but it's patchwork. So if, you, if, you told me, right, you. if you told me but, in August, hey, they're trading for Joe Flacco and they're bringing in John Beck. Great! All right, man, they got a young quarterback. They got a veteran presence. Boom, they got John Beck as coach. They can, ooh, this is going to go good for them over the next nine months. That's not what happened. Is that now you're throwing it against the wall and hope it stick. And those that don't know anything about how this stuff is supposed to go, they think it's the greatest thing in the world. So that's on Hook, Joe Douglas, right? Sicker. That's on Joe Douglas, right? Or whoever. That's, I mean, what do you mean whoever? That's Well, because it could be on it could be on Robert Sala. It but Robert Sala's never been, I mean, it's first time head but he coach. They say this is what we need as a coach. Here's a, here would be a strategy. Um, okay. We're we're drafting for arm talent. We think Zach Wilson has super upside with his arm talent. Um, and we don't want to have to make a decision on Sam Darnold's contract right now. We're going to trade Darnold, get something for him, draft Zach Wilson. Now we have Becton, we're going to Vera Tucker, we're going to start building that line, and we're going to do like what you guys always key, you always talk about the playbook, simplify, yeah. do yeah. this to make it easy yeah, for him, and run the ball, or whatever. That's right? the plan. And then some circumstance changes. So then they have to think, okay, now we need to shift into this kind of team, this way of doing things, while still trying to, to tack you know, still trying to tack in a way that we're developing this, we're doing that for the long term, because they're not winning games in the short term, right? Like, there's I, not, it doesn't seem like they're doing that. There's not a, there's not a team in, in, in the NFL that I've been around or seen since I've been covering and as a player that didn't have a veteran presence in that room when they had a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Except for this team, but didn't acquire the veteran presence until the rookie got hurt. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Goodyear Hotline, including the NFL's best insider on what we know and what we don't when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. So what's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go visit your parents, hang out with friends and catch a movie? They're all solid options, but what about devoting time to yourself? Maybe taking up a personal hobby you've put off. With everything in your life that you handle, work, picking the kids up from school, running errands, you never really get enough me time. The best way to squeeze that time into your schedule is to first understand your own personal value and then make yourself a priority. 
Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Prioritizing mental health is an important part of my life. Let BetterHelp empower you to be the best version of yourself and guide you along the journey of becoming a better you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Carson Wentz is unvaccinated, right? Every time I've seen him on the sideline, he's wearing a mask, right? When he comes off the field, he puts a mask on. When he goes to shake hands after the game, he has a mask on. Rodgers hasn't done any of that. This has to be taken out of the Green Bay Packers' hands. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speakers. Download the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Um... So yesterday was such a whirlwind of, of news. It was unbelievable, the stuff that was breaking. I haven't even gotten to the Michael Thomas of it all. Yay. He got his uncle sitting right next to me. Leave me here. alone. Um, Adam Schefter is with us right now. Thanks, Adam, for joining us. Good morning. You know, Max, I heard you say something about this week, the news and everything, and I would just say that the NFL is always its own monster in terms of what it produces. But I, I don't know that we've had a week quite like this one in a long time, where you think back to everything that's transpired this week alone, it's wild. Yeah. If you go back to Monday, right? Monday, Derrick Henry, Von Miller. We have Deshaun Watson, NFL trade deadline, a series of trades. We have the tragic, and I mean tragic, circumstances surrounding the horrible car crash of Henry Ruggs that took the life of a 23-year-old woman and her dog. We have, on a much different sporty note, the Michael Thomas story, the Aaron Rodgers story, the Odell Beckham Jr. story. Like, it is, it's... By the way, Saquon Barkley got COVID. He's vaccinated, got COVID. No one's, I mean, like, it's nothing because there's so much. There's like, no one's, it doesn't even register. Deshaun Jackson released. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, doesn't That's register. Crazy. crazy. Um, what's the latest with Aaron Rodgers, uh, Shefty? Well, he tested positive. And that means he's out 10 days because he is unvaccinated. And the soonest he can now report back to the Packers is Saturday, November 13th, one day before they play the Seattle Seahawks, who may or may not be getting back Russell Wilson that particular day. We'll see whether they do or don't. And so what has happened in the interim, really, is it is, to me, set up this debate about what Aaron did and didn't say and didn't didn't do that has left a lot of people across the league all worked up about how this has been handled um, for a variety of reasons. And so now the NFL said it's looking into it, and we've seen the league take action against other teams. The Raiders, Saints, fine, a half million dollars each, lost a late-round draft pick each. But none of those situations got the attention that this one did and have been as divisive as this one has. And so, you know, the league 
has got a little bit of a mess on its hands. And um, somebody called me up yesterday and, and they said in a light note, they, they go, you, you know, you know who uh, um, is uh, relieved by all of this, this entire week, Daniel Snyder. Hmm. Yeah, that, that would be, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be true. I would, yeah, because he was hot and heavy at him for the last couple of weeks, months, whatever you want to call it with this happening. Now it kind of just, Brushes that under the rug for a little bit. Not you know it'll it'll come back to the surface at some point. Adam, I, I know you don't know off the top of your head, but I want you to take a, a guess based on your experience at handling these type of situations and being somewhat dialed into the league office. What do you think the punishment is going to be handed down to either the Green Bay Packers or Aaron Rodgers or both? Well, that, that's our same key again. If we go back and look at the prior discipline that the league administered um, to, to these particular teams that was out there, it, there, there's a record of it. And you know, none of it on the surface seems to me that severe when you look at it. Um, just to refresh everybody's memory, Saints fined half a million dollars, Raiders fined half a million dollars, Titans fined 350000 Patriots 350, Ravens 250, Saints stripped the seventh-round pick, Raiders lost the sixth-round pick. Mm-hmm. But, again, did any of those cases, any of them, maybe, maybe the Titans did a little bit, get the type of attention and have the type of conversation that this one has? I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, you know. So, you know, we'll see what the league determines. I, I'll just say this. I, I don't know whether it'll be as much, more or less. That's up to the league. Not my job. But, this I do know. I've already heard from three front offices that are watching this closely based on what the league told them uh, about what ha- could and could be done and had and had to be done. and They, they want to see how this is handled. So we're going to see. Yeah, we're talking to Adam Schefter here on the Goodyear Hotline on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Shefty, what's the latest on the OBJ and Cleveland Browns situation? You know, Baker Mayfield, Jay, said yesterday something like, if and when he's back, you know, we'll talk about it then. And and he said, if he's back. And I think that that's the question that everybody right now is asking and wondering. If he's back, will he be back? And he was excused from practice yesterday for non-injury-related reasons, personal situation, but we all can see the personal situation. The personal situation is that on the day of the NFL trade deadline, his father posted a video of, Baker Mayfield not getting him the football, misfiring on some passes. LeBron James is tweeting free OBJ all on the same day of the trade deadline. And so it's just set off a whole different conversation here about how this is handled. And I, I don't expect him to play Odell Beckham Jr. against the Bengals in a huge game on Sunday in the AFC North. Don't think he's going to play there. Um, and I think it's fair to wonder if he ever plays for the Cleveland Browns again. I mean, that that's that's a valid, fair question. You and know, the two sides now are working through it, and we'll see what they come up with. You know, Adam, this reminds me of my situation, a lot of my situation down in Tampa with John Groot when he was a head coach down there, and I was uh, effectively deactivated for the remainder of the yeah. season. Not suspended, but deactivated. Wasn't cut, wasn't traded, deactivated. Right. With pay reminds me a lot of that. Um, yeah. 
in this situation because at the time, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and John Gruden made a decision not to trade me, rather pay me. Do you think that this that could happen with the Cleveland Browns situation opposed to cutting him and allowing him to go to another team, which didn't happen with me, didn't trade him to another team, rather just have him sit out the remainder of the season? Well, but but Keith, Keith, uh, what year? What year were you deactivated? Was it done? What year? Oh, uh, four, I think it was. Okay, so 2004. So you deactivated the rest of the year. And then were you then traded that offseason? Say it one more time to me, Adam. And then were you then traded that offseason? Were you traded yeah, that offseason? Yeah, tra- I was traded to the Cowboys right. that offseason. But right. much but, like but, – oh, but, you, but you never played another down for the, for the Buccaneers. Never, played, never played another down for them. Correct. So I'm just telling you, that's where this is going. Yeah. So, so the question is, how does it play out? That's well, the – that, to me, is the question. Yeah, the, re- the reason I asked you that, though, too, Adam, is because there is no conduct detrimental to the team to try and recoup any money that's owed to him because unlike, right, the, Terrell, messages. Yeah. The, unlike the Terrell Orange situation where there was conduct detrimental to the team, there was not any with mine, and I don't see any with, with OBJ. So I'm kind of like, what was the whole point of not trading him and getting rid of him, and then now all of a sudden, a few days later, you got another situation that you have to deal with. They tried to trade him. They tried to trade him. They, there was not a whole lot of interest in his contract. Mm. Well, now there won't uh, be a contract because if he gets waived, the Browns will be on the hook for most of it. Um, thank you so much, Adam. As always, Adam Schefter, ladies and gentlemen. How does Aaron Rodgers' absence, what kind of impact does that have on the line? That's what people want to know. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.